Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. All that glitter and all that gold won't buy you've been born and so Welcome to the new and improved Habs Unfiltered with Less Filter, hosted by Blaine Potvin, Matt Smith, and Treg Toxic Wilson. We provide you, our listeners, informative, honest discussion and entertainment about the Montreal Canadiens, hockey, and sometimes bad life advice. Stick around, we will be right back with a jam-packed and entertaining episode. And welcome back to Habs Unfiltered, the much-anticipated, the rock-hard show uh, that's now three people instead of two. I want to welcome back Blaine Potvin from his big trip around hey. the province. Hey, we we went deep into the ocean, too. I mean, like we went way out there. There's, there's only so many Facebook likes you can get by traveling around the Maritimes. Uh, welcome back, Blaine. We missed you. Well... I missed you. Matt was totally happy you were gone, but you know. Well, it was nice. It was nice to get into the spotlight, but I guess I'll just retreat back into the <laughs> back into the shadows a little bit here. And of course, as always, hey, the the, lo- the light always shines brightest on the Air Force types. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's because they get the more expensive light. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> from the balcony of my fucking five star hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> We have cots that stack up on each other, but we're, we're used to it. We're okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Matt, as always, he's with the show. Uh, the only guy that doesn't travel anywhere. I guess. Oh, no, you went to Kuwait. I can't say he never traveled. I can't say anything. I did, yeah. You actually went somewhere that might be bad instead of just floating on the water drinking beer. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so we're going to start uh, the show off with what's been going on in the world today. Uh with the uh, everything going on down in the United States with our friends and uh, followers and 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 uh, family that we have down there, we want everyone to be safe and be uh, uh, make sure that uh, everyone's all right down there. Um, I just want to say, uh, Black Lives Do Matter. Uh, it's time for us to, especially as a, a predominantly white person, uh, to just listen, start to listen, and start to understand. Uh, what is really going on in the world? Uh, because sometimes we walk around with blinders thinking everyone's the same and everything's equal. I know when I get pulled over by a cop, I'm not worried about whether or not I'm going to die. i just worried about whether or not my insurance is going to go up. And that's not saying that as a joke. That's an actual fact. Uh, so just I just wanted to say, yes, all lives do matter, but black lives especially matter because uh, it's not comparable. It's, it really isn't, and uh, so everyone be kind to each other, uh, just listen to other people, uh, just just understand what other people have to go through on a daily basis uh, that's different from you, no matter what race or color or whatever they are. Uh, we're all living on the same world, and we all live together, and I think uh, the only way to get through this is to work together to get through it. Uh, does anyone else have anything they want to say? I'll just say that, uh, you know, it's a time for us to uh, to come together. You know, we all bleed the same color. And, um, you know, it's it's a time for us to to listen to all sides and to come together and uh, get through this together without um, spreading any more hate or any more violence or looting or rioting. You know, there's, uh, there's ways to do this in a peaceful way. Um, there's still good police officers out there, so you can still – you can still play all sides. You know, you can, you can be outraged that uh, George Floyd died. Like, obviously, this isn't something that should have ever happened. However, you can still be outraged at that 
by supporting the good police that are out there that are actually out there doing their jobs and protecting the lives of um, the demonstrators that are out there. At the same time, you don't have to condone all the looting and the violence and everything because we know that there's peaceful protests that are out there. But unfortunately, all the media is going to show is all the negative because that's what's going to, you know, get viewers on their stations. So, um, you know, we can all do better and um, hopefully everything will be back to be back to normal soon. And um, this can be something that we can learn from and um, grow as a society and, um, you know, maybe stamp out racism once and for all. Blaine? Yeah, um, I don't know. I may cause us to lose some followers, but uh, so be it. I'd rather keep my soul. So I'm going to say uh, I don't normally advertise this, but I uh, like most Francophones, I have, uh, I'm have. i part Native. So I grew up in, an era, in a time, well, growing up, I've seen racism firsthand. Now, I'm not black, um, but there is some of the same it parallels in Canada as with the black uh, situation in the United States where you don't know what's going to happen when the police pull you over. Now, I completely empathize with the plight of the African-American in the United States. Uh, it's the same here in Canada, uh, not to the same extent, but it, it is it is still there. Um, like you, Remember back when PK was a, a Montreal Canadian and he was a key player in that playoff run against the Bruins? And he was getting bombarded with racist taunts online and in the arena. And then everybody rallied around him. Well, they, not too many people had a problem with that, rallying around him at that time. It's, the same thing has to be done today. Now, now we're being asked to not – all they want us to do is not ignore the fact that people of color are being killed by police. The bad police, not the good police, like Matt mentioned. Most of them are freaking good, but there's this handful of really bad ones. And to, to kind of bring it home a little bit, in my 27 years in the military, I've trusted my life to people from a wide variety of religions, races, cultures. Um, we're more alike than we're different. We all share the same basic values, the same hopes, dreams, desires. I mean, we're all friends. Uh, we all came together from different parts of the country. Uh, with all these different values, and we work together towards the, the one goal. And what never mattered to any of us when we're doing our work or hanging out as friends was race. The only color we saw was the colors on our uniforms. We just need to, to realize that inequality exists, and we have to emphasize, empathize with our, our fellow citizens and just learn from the mistakes of the past and the mistakes we're making today. Listen to what they're saying and make legitimate change to be, to improve our countries. Now, if if I've caused us to lose followers saying that, then I'm not too concerned. Well, anyone who's going to unfollow you because of the comments that we said here, I really don't give a shit if you follow me or not anyway. So that that's exactly. my view on it. So. All right. We good with that? Are we going to move on now? Yeah, I've got plenty of followers. Yep. I can lose a couple. Yes, we know, Matt. You have five million <laughs> followers. We know you are the the Twitter god. Oh my god! Speaking of tooting horns, anyway, I'll toot mine later. Uh, so we're gonna go. Did into... he take out his ribs for that one? <laughs> <laughs> you must taste really good, Matt. <laughs> Anyway, Jesus Christ, if I hear one more thing about you and your followers. No, I'm just kidding. You only have followers because you're a sexy airman. That's what it is. They're just after your That's body. I, you know what? And I think, the, I think the beards really help, too. It makes me look a little bit uh, more distinguished. Yes, that's what we'll call it. Oh, the black and white pictures really, really yeah. score big. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Man yeah. rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to start doing that to just show them my tattoos, like not my face. I think my face is what's keeping me from getting followers. But, uh, <laughs> I anyway. agree. <laughs> I, I knew you would, Blaine. I knew you would. Anyway, I hope you like the picture. I've I seen your face. I hope you like the picture I sent you when you were away. Oh, I did. I loved it. <laughs> Next time, wear pants. Never. I never wear pants. I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to hockey. So Montreal's sort of in the playoffs, apparently. Not really, but they're in the play-ins, Something I guess. Like that, yeah. Um, I'm going to say they're not in the playoffs because I argue with someone on Facebook about the fact that it's not really the playoffs. And you know how I like to argue. Um, which I haven't yeah. been doing as much lately. Just saying. Uh, so they're in the play-ins. They're going to play Pittsburgh in the first round. Uh, now, everyone's basically going to be healthy, pretty much. I know, uh, Blaine, you got news about a certain person. We'll get to it in a minute. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about who might be playing, who might not be playing. So we'll go to Matt. Uh, who do you think's in? And who do you think Domi and Romanov are going to be playing, or no? So I would say probably not to Romanov. Um, seems to be a lot of gray area around him, his contract, when it was signed, when it's going to be signed, when he's going to be eligible, etc. Um, I'm just going to go on the caution to say that he's probably not going to be playing. Um, I'll say that Domi will play. However, don't be surprised if he doesn't. There's, um, a, there's a few NHLers in the same boat as Domi. Uh, Strawman, who has a... Yeah, Strawman said the same thing, yeah. yeah Strawman, Domi, so, and... Some other guy also has diabetes, but I can't remember his name right now. Um, anyway, go ahead. They're they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to do everything they can to uh, ensure the safety of the players. And if if you know, I'm not gonna think any less of Domi if either he decides not to play or the team holds him out for those precautions. But obviously, you lose a player like Max Domi in a uh, in a best of five series. That's a huge blow to your team. So I, I, I'm going to say that he will play. And uh, if he does, you know, he's going to he's going to be a guy that's going to bring a lot of fire to this series. And uh, he could be the X factor that could push them over the top. That's uh, that's not named Curry Price. Blaine, what's your you have big news coming up. So what, uh, what's your news there? All right. Well, I'll just break up the news now. Um, Eric Engel's mentioned that Mete was going to be able to play uh, for the series, and I spoke to him uh, online today, and it's, uh, according to him, it's 100% he will play, so that that definitely helps the blue line. Uh, Without Romanov, of course, that blue line's still pretty hard hard up on the left side, so um, having Mete back and healthy really helps. Um, If Domi doesn't play, Due to an underlying condition, there's gonna be like like Matt said, there's gonna be a lot of guys that that can't. Um, that would be a big hit if he can. And Drew and Drew back now. Uh, the two of them playing together with uh, Suzuki, I think that would be a second line that could uh, that could really help. I think um, we're looking for an X factor. Uh, I think Drew will be the X factor. I, I wrote an article as a hockey writers about this. Tootenhorn. And I went at length about yeah. Tooting horns, um, but I, I I gave a ton of uh, uh, stats in regards to the team offense when he was in versus when he was out, and it has a lot to do with team depth. Having uh, Domi and Drouin together as a duo that can put up points after you have the top line eating up a ton of minutes, uh, getting getting those softer matchups. That'll help. That's that's definitely going to help because the Canadians don't have star power up front. They don't have that one guy who can take over a game like a Sidney Crosby. They they win by rolling the lines and having depth. So I think a healthy Drouin who's on fire like he was at the start of the year will, could be the X factor in a series, especially a short series where one maybe two power play goals can really swing momentum into the into favor of a a weaker Montreal Canadiens. All right, so here this leaves begs a question, and and I think this is actually a, a pretty good question. So if you have Domi out, or Domi playing the wing, say, with Suzuki and Drouin, who is your third center? Because really, we already got we got rid of uh, Thompson, Nate Thompson, and Domi was playing center was the third line center as the season uh, went on after Christmas. Uh, so who is going to be? It leaves a big gaping hole. Uh, down the middle because you have Jake Evans as your fourth line center with uh, Thompson gone. So do we put Ryan Poling, Paling in there? Mm-hmm. Cotton Yemi's not available. He he won't be he won't be playing. 
So who who goes in? No, he, he's out until at least September. Yeah. So who's uh, who's the third line center? Possibly well, Jordan. Wh- have, possibly uh, Jordan Wheel. Yeah. Yeah, Wheel would probably be that third line center. I've, I mean, I was just sitting here thinking, like, when you're saying Domi can play the winger if Domi's out, I'm like, well, I like him playing the wing. I do like that line of Suzuki, Druin, and Domi. And Druin and Domi at the first of the season, right up to that Washington game, were doing quite well together, uh, playing on the line together. Uh, of course, you're not going to break up the Tatar, uh, Gallagher, um, the no line. Um, so nope. then, then you have that second line, but now you have a big, big hole. And your third and fourth lines, like a huge hole. Absolutely, I, I, but I, with the team that we have right now, I wouldn't be throwing, uh, throwing Paling into that role. And without Kakatiemi, I'd say probably Jordan Wheel would take that, knowing that Thompson's gone as well. And um, I'd roll a line probably of uh, Wheel, Lekkinen, and uh, Armia. Armia, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Blaine? Yeah, that would be a pretty good third line. Uh, I know Wheel isn't ideal as a third line center, clearly, um, but with Lekkinen and Armia there, he's—I uh, mean—he's shown he can he can handle puck possession style games, uh, playing on the power play. Um, but I mean, that's that's where the that's where the Canadians start to fall apart in that series is based on that third line. I mean. It, it, the Canadians' top line can match up with anybody. They've proven that because they're an elite five-on-five line. But they have to match up with two uh, lines here because you don't just have the Crosby exactly. line, you have the Malkin line. That's right. So the Crosby line could be taken care of. Uh, they could be neutralized to a certain extent. Um, then you have Malkin, and, I mean, you got Suzuki. you got Suzuki going up against Malkin. you got a rookie going against a former Conn Smythe winner. <laughs> you know, uh, I think that's going to hurt. But uh, and I don't think it's going to work out in this series. And then the third line, I think it's Jared McCann who was playing third line center for Pittsburgh. He clearly he's he's head and shoulders above wheel. So oh, I, when you're looking at head to head matchup, yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this. I don't really have an issue if you throw Paling in there personally, because I mean no. the, it, it's going to give him it's going to give him quality minutes at a high-intensity uh, games. Now, he's good defensively. He played well defensively when he was up in the NHL. Near the In his last call-up, he was doing all the things right. He just wasn't getting the puck on his stick. Um, so I don't have an issue with him there. I will say this. I don't think Paling's the center of the future for the Canadians. I think he's going to end up being a winger. Uh, only because for him to be a center, it's going to be a fourth-line center, and I think that's just a waste for him anyway. Uh, so I, I don't have an issue with Paling playing center on the third line. I really don't. Like, if you're playing Suzuki on the second line, and, and plus he has Lekkonen, who's one of the better defensive forwards uh, the Montreal Canadiens have, and Armia, who's a good 200-foot player as well. So you have a good defensive line there with Paling at center. may not score a whole shitload, but... Really, you're well, just... here's my issue with having Paling there. Okay. No, this is my issue. Um, we have Suzuki, who's a, who's a rookie, sitting on the second line. Then you throw in another rookie on third line with Paling. Um, like you said, he could probably hold his own defensively, but the offense is going to suffer. And then you have Jake Evans mm-hmm. on the fourth line, another rookie. So you have three rookie centers. Uh, I can't see Julian doing that. He... he he is not the kind of coach that would play three rookie centers. Yeah, Maybe one, because he likes Suzuki, but three, not a chance. I, I see your point, and, and I don't disagree. I just I don't see what other option he has. Like Jordan Wheel, sure, okay, but he's not really a center. Wheel on the fourth line would work. I, I, well, unfortunately, unfortunately for the Canadians, they've only got so many options because – at the trade deadline, they didn't expect to be in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. Or didn't expect no. to be in a play-in round like what we're what we're going through right now. So this would be a completely different team if they still had Nate Thompson, if they still had um, Ilya Kovalchuk, if they still had um, Marco Scandella, et cetera. Oh, definitely. I mean, that left side would be more uh, uh, solidified with Marco Scandella. I mean, he was a big reason why they're. Uh, PK after Christmas went from uh, 28th in the league to 19th. So uh, 
and and just think like you could have a, a like a all-star caliber left-handed shot defenseman in Mike Riley if the trade deadline didn't happen. <laughs> you know what? Whoa! You could have. <laughs> I, can't... I can't believe I said that without laughing. <laughs> you could have Mike Pekka wow. as your third line center. You could. Man, if we really that team would be unstoppable. Bergevin really fucked up this trade deadline. <laughs> What was he thinking? Fire him. Fire what him was now. he thinking? God. How could he not predict a pandemic and a play-in? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with He's him? He's the GM of the Canadians. He should freaking know. Asshole. Man, I'm Did done. Did he read the memo? That's it. I'm done with Bergevin. Done. Another, another, person, another person that they traded that I completely forgot about, Nick Cousins. Yes. Actually, he would have been he would have been the guy to he would he would have been the guy that I would have thrown in for at least a third line center role if he's still on the team. And he, I think he, you know what? I like Nick Cousins. I don't care what anyone says. I thought Nick Cousins was a very good player. He played in all situations and he worked his guts off in those situations. You can cry and moan about him being on the power play, but you know what? The coach puts him on the power play and he went out there and did the best he could. And if you really want to cry and moan about it, he had the least amount of power play minutes than anyone who played a regular power play. So. Really, statistically, you're crying and moaning about nothing. But when he was out there, he scored a few power play goals, and he worked his ass off. I'm sorry, but he did. I like Nick Cousins. Now, let's let's just be realistic about the chances. The chances the Canadians win are low. So I don't see an issue, uh, personally, with playing all these young guys in prominent roles and letting them grow. They're going to they're gonna get throttled, and they're going to learn. That was kind so, of my point on Payton. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, I don't see Julian doing that because, you know, I mean, it's they're scary. there. They're going to play to win. Yeah. yeah. And he's going to play his – he's going to do what he always does, and he's going to rely on his, on his veterans. So that's that's the reason why I would mention wheel on the third line and not paling. But if if this was Blaine coaching the team, I'd just go with my best talent and see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I that's, totally that's agree. That's it. I, I can also see uh, – Julian putting Domi at uh, center and leaving Suzuki and Drew in with, I don't know, Armia or Lekkonen or someone. Lekkonen. Like that. Yeah, with Lekkonen. Yeah. And yeah. then Domi center and Armia and Paul Byron. Something like that. That could be. Could, yeah. uh, that yeah. could be a possibility. Yeah. And then you'll have Evans as your fourth line. Evans with uh, Cousins, or not Cousins, Evans with Wheel and. Weiss, probably. Weiss, yeah. Dale Weiss. Yeah. 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 So that, and Paling would be there, but probably as a black ace or something. Yeah. 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 I wrote an article about the black aces on the hockey writers, if anyone wants to go look that up. Anyway, just throw that out there. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. I also wrote an article on Montreal versus Pittsburgh and how they match up, and I have Pittsburgh winning in five games. With, toot, the, toot. with the deciding factor being Carey Price. The reason they go to five is because Carey Price, mostly. I and, think, that's, and that's I likely think the, the reason that they will. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, defensively... Yeah, I think... Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, so so I, I think I think the Canadian, uh, Price is going to steal a game, and he's going to keep them in every game, but I think the Canadians are going to lose in four. I, I, you know what? I can see that, too. I, the offense is just too deep for Pittsburgh. I mean, you can argue once you get past the second line, it's Montreal's actually better, but they're not since the trade deadline, since they made those trades in the trade deadline. Uh, Pittsburgh. We got to think. Pittsburgh beefed up at the trade deadline. Exactly. They got. They uh, went. They got. They got Connor Sherry back. They got Zucker. They got Jason Zucker. So they got uh, Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. So they're deep. They're very deep. So they have. They have basically three lines that can score. Montreal has two. (coughs) Two and a half if you put Domi on the third line. So. No, Montreal's only chance. uh, Well. Obviously, Carey Price has to play the best hockey Carey Price can. But uh, for the Canadians to actually really make it and make some damage, I mean, they got to say five on five because they're one of the top five on five teams in the NHL. They uh, they need to use their team speed because uh, Pittsburgh's defense uh, after Latang is pretty slow and has mobility issues. And Letang, you got to get around them. Latang's not as fast as he used to be either. So. No, no, but he is—he's still an all-star, yep, and yep. he can still lead that team. So, beyond him, though, their defense isn't much to write home about. They're, they play a team defense style, so 
the Canadians are going to need to use their speed, and then they have a chance. Canadians, but like I said, I don't, I don't think they're going to win more than a game. They pretty much going to make every game a two-one game in order to win. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they have the depth because if you get a third or fourth line stuck out there with a Crosby or a Malkin line, there's no, there's no comparison. There's no. Unless Jake Evans get, becomes a defensive superstar. So. Or or Carey Price leads the team like he did back in uh, 2014. Yeah. Or even, I'm even going to go to 2017 when they played the Rangers and Carey Price should have won that series except Montreal couldn't put the puck in it. Except Henrik Lundqvist just played better. It's hard to believe he played better, but he played better. But I think that's what's going to happen here. Yeah. Price will play amazing. They can't score, and they lose. Yeah, and then everyone will bitch and complain that much has no scoring, when really, if you look back at the trade deadline, they weren't expecting to be anywhere near something that would get them into the playoffs. So that's that. So I'm people say- are going to complain one way or the other. I'm going to say Pittsburgh and five. Matt, what do you say? Or sorry, yeah, Pittsburgh and five. Matt, what do you say? You know, I'd love to see the Canadians make the actual playoffs, but I'm uh, I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm thinking that uh, the Canadians are. They'll go, they'll, I think they'll go to five as well, but um, unfortunately, I can't see them uh, coming up on top. So I'll say I'll say Pittsburgh and five more than likely as well. And Blaine, you're sticking with Pittsburgh and four. Yeah, I think there'll be a couple of overtime games that Montreal ends up losing, but like like I said, every game's gonna be one, maybe two goals at best. Uh, a couple of overtime games, the Canadians steal one, but I, I can't see them going past four. All right, I'm gonna throw some stuff out. Pittsburgh has never beat Montreal in the playoffs. Technically, this is not the playoffs. Uh, two, the season series was 1-1-1 one, one, and one with, I think it's eight goals for, eight goals against. And, uh, yeah, so, but then again, both teams had a lot of injuries. And, uh, uh, yeah, so Pittsburgh also had a mediocre power play. They were 16th in the league while Montreal was 22. So, but the penalty kill was 10 for Pittsburgh and 19 for, that's ranked in the league for Montreal. So, all around, Pittsburgh, I think, is the better team. Montreal has better goaltending. The defense is about the same, but Pittsburgh's offense, I think, is what's going to be the – and special teams is what's just going to carry this team to the playoffs. For, for me, I'm hoping it's the guys that are uh, in a contract year. You know, this is, this is, their, ter- this is their, uh, their time to shine. So I'm hoping that guys like Mete, um, Domi, et cetera, they, they come to play. Speaking of Mete, if Romanov can play, who is the odd left guy out? Is it going to be Kulak or Mete? Blaine, we'll go to you. Oh, because uh, Kulak played well. I think it'll the be Kulak the to season. start the series. Okay, I don't even. Yeah. Per- personally, I don't even think you're going to take Kulak out. I think that Bolin will go out. So you're going to you're going to play, play two guys on the left, two lefties on the, on the bottom four. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. So Maybe. I would say I would say uh, you'd have probably Weber with Sharat. Uh, yeah. Or Mete, whatever. We'll just we'll just say Mete. So we'll say Weber, Mete, Sharat, Petrie, and then you'd have Kulak and uh, Romanov on your third pair. I can see that if he plays. If he plays, yeah. If if Romanov plays, I I think Sharat's going right. to stay with uh, Weber. I think Petrie's going to be matched up with uh, with Kulak, and you would have Romanov. Mete on the fourth line. That could be could be a possibility. And now I know everyone's all excited. They want to see Romanov play, and the NHLPA has worked hard to make it happen so that these guys who signed contracts could. But uh, I think in the long run, it would be better off if he didn't, because we'd burn the first year of his ELC if he were to play, and or possibly just a couple games. Yeah. For exactly. As, as low, well, you burnt one for Paling to play one game. Yeah, that's true. And had he had he stepped up again this year, people would be complaining that they lost the year of uh, cost control. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I'm, I think I'm, he'd be better off just starting the season next year with Laval because the way things are going right now with things opening back up, uh, there may be full seasons for the CHL and the AHL without fans, of course, but full seasons uh, of those two le- uh, those two levels, and Romanoff can step in right away with Laval. Well, if the NHL starts, it doesn't even look like it's going to start till August, which means it won't get over till yep. October. 
So uh, that's right. The NHL is not starting back up again for next season until 2021, after January 2021, anyhow. So, and I don't know how Batman thinks he's getting a full season in starting in January, February. So, I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole different topic, whole different story, and we'll bring that to the end of our first round. I just want to bring up to all the people who think I'm a Mete hater. I actually wrote a story for an old uh, website that I used to write for. Uh, where I f- said Mete could be the next Markov. Just throwing that out there to everyone out there. You did that to jinx him. It did. It was his first year in the league when I wrote it. <laughs> and how many games did he go without scoring a goal after he that article was written? He scored two this year, all right? He scored two this year. Who's yeah, hate, this who's, year, but he went 128 games. Who's hating on him now? Not this guy. Well, actually, I, you. I still don't think he's going to be on the team. Mete actually has four this year, just to let you guys know. Four goals? He scored four? Yeah, two in one game. Four goals. Yeah, two in one game. I don't yeah. remember him scoring. I remember him scoring one, two. Really? All yeah, right. he's actually got four, yeah. I'll believe you. I'll, I'll he had a two-goal game against Boston. Oh, good for him. He'll be a great seventh defenseman on some other team someday. All right, so... <laughs> We'll end the segment here. That's the first segment. Uh, And when we come back, we'll talk about other crazy, silly stuff. All right. We'll be back right after these very important messages. Do you have a problem getting big city slams? Are you not getting the gains at the gym? Well, don't mortgage your future on rental supplements. Get Bergy Arms. Bergy Arms will get you the gains you need. Bergy Arms gets rid of all the bad attitude and builds better character. You can get the gains you need. Get Bergy Arms today. Not a real project. May make you trade your favorite player for a mountain man. Do not use if you're healthy. If you want it loyalty, buy a dog. Are you in the market for quality sticks and equipment you can afford? There is a no frills, no nonsense company that wants to provide that to you. No Name Hockey. No Name Hockey is a small Canadian company started by former pro player Jason Goulet. When he retired, he searched for sticks that felt like when he was a pro but could never find the right one or one that was reasonably priced. So he decided to start No Name Hockey. Now No Name offers high quality, customized sticks at a fair price. They won't try to wow you with a fancy name. They will focus on providing you a pro stock quality stick that you can afford. The cost of sticks has gone through the roof due to sponsorships and licensing fees. No Name Hockey makes sticks for the no-names and players currently making a name. And we're back after those thrilling, very important, all knowledgeable commercials that Blaine and I and Matt have all made. Actually, Matt, you have to make a commercial. We haven't made one yet. Blaine and I no, I haven't. I've I've uh, I've contributed some to to some of the ideas. Yeah, but I haven't made one myself. We have to get your sexy voice in a commercial. You'd be perfect for the 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 Bergevin perfume one. Oh, very well. Maybe or, yeah. Or a one nine seven six number for Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, yeah. You'd be awesome for that. I'll work on something. Yeah, we got to get oh, you yeah. out there. We got to get all your followers to follow us. That's very true. Even though I think 90% of them are bot. But anyway. Uh, so. Bot, bot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're all drunk on Pink Whitney. Thanks, Spit and Chicklets. See? I'm that even, shit is amazing. I'm even promoting other podcasts. That's how good our podcast is. We'll promote every podcast but three. When, I was, in, when I was in quarantine... At the hotel for 14 days. Yes, prior I saw to your bottles playing, you alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah, I drank all eight of them. They don't have to quarantine anymore. No. They sell. But I drank eight bottles of Pink Whitney when I was in there. Eight bottles of Pink Whitney. Do you drink it straight or do you put, like, something in it? I drink it straight. You're an alcoholic. No, you're not. You're, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I shouldn't call someone an alcoholic. That's That's rude. Yeah, I don't go to meetings. That's right. Terrible. Terrible. I know. It's, it's a bad joke, but... Has you know. unfiltered support to alcoholics everywhere. Take that whatever way you want True. to. True. Take that whatever way you want to. Just, 
just to qualify my comments, I've been on a ship with a bunch of sailors for the last couple of months. My humor's a bit dark right now. It's okay. If people don't like our humor, they don't have to listen. It's, it's a simple solution. But please listen. You can't lose anyone else. We need your followers, Matt. Bring them to us, you cult leader, you. <laughs> All right, the second half, we blabbed on enough. People are getting bored. So now we're going to talk about something that was brought up by the this French guy, Blaine. You, you can take it from there because I don't know how to say his name. Um, I actually forget it. Who, me? I'm, am I the French guy? No, no, the guy who brought up uh, about Vincent Damfus, who's soon going to be named president oh. of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, oh, yeah, some guy on uh, 91.9, guaranteed that it's going to be yeah. him next year. Yeah, guaranteed, wow, yeah. yeah, or soon. Uh, now you did an article, Blaine. <laughs> wow, yes, we're, I did. We're tooting your horn a lot about uh, how Montreal oh. Montreal needs a president, and I totally agree. They do need a president. They need someone between Bergevin and Molson. Molson's too much of a fan to be that involved, in my my opinion. Nothing against Molson, but that's just the way it is. Uh, so he brought up Danfoos. Uh, we'll start with you on this one, Blaine. What do you think of that? And, do you have anyone else in mind? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I agree that uh, you need someone to be the president of hockey ops because Molson's more of a business guy. So you want someone with a hockey mind. So you, that that should be the basis right there. Someone who's been in the game. Um, Dafu's played. He's won a cup with Montreal. Uh, he's a francophone, so he's already got a bunch of those checks in the boxes. But he hasn't been in management. Um not that I'm saying that he won't, that he wouldn't be in for that kind of job. I'm just saying I don't think he's the best for it. Um, like you mentioned, I did write an article on this, and I mentioned uh, I mentioned two names. There's a third one that I'll, I'll mention on the show here, and I'll start with him. Someone I didn't put in my article, Bobby Smith. I think Bobby Smith would be ideal as a president, but I doubt he would want to leave Halifax. Uh, he's got a good thing going right now with the uh, the Mooseheads. Um, so, and he doesn't speak French. Now he's been brought up it's on Twitter, a, actually. Thing. If you if you read some of the threads on this damn Foose rumor, Bobby Smith's name's been brought up by quite a few people. Uh, now he right, currently yeah. is the owner slash president of the president. Halifax um, Mooseheads. Uh, I don't see him coming too, but I do think he'd be a great option. Um, Matt, I'm just going to go over to you for a second here. Uh, what do you think? What's what's your what's your thoughts? So I think the Danfoos thing, in my to my opinion, is going to be uh, it's more of a rumor than anything. Nothing's been proven. Oh yeah. Um, but I do believe that, um, as Blaine pointed out, that they do need one. Um, for me, I've got a couple names in mind, and I'm just going to kind of throw them out there. I've actually got four names. Um, so one would be Sir Savart. And I choose him just based on the fact that he was the guy that was brought in when they were looking for a new general manager. So naturally, he'd be someone that might come in to, to bridge that gap. Um, if we want to go for an ex-Canadian, you know, you go to a fan favorite, like someone like uh, Saku Koivu. Who... Did you read my article? Uh-huh. And uh, the, uh, you know, the... Uh, Nobody reads the, your uh, articles, Blaine. <laughs> the, uh, the, fans, the fans love him. He's, he's well-known in the city. He's well-known to the team. I think it'd be a natural fit. Um, if we want to look outside the organization, I would look at someone possibly like um, a Mark Hunter, who many people thought were gonna, was going to take over the Leafs until Dubas uh, was given the job. Um, he's managed the uh the london knights for many years and they've always been a, a very good team very uh um you know it's a very sought after team in the ontario hockey league and they're always producing uh high-end talent max domi exactly and um my uh, my, for, my fourth one is kind of, just kind of my my fourth one's just kind of uh you know i'm kind of spitballing this one but um, Sean Burke. Well, and Sean Burke's already with he's the already organization. already in the organization. Yeah. So he's yeah. So he's a professional scout, and um, he was the uh, general manager 
for the uh, Canadian hockey team, the 2018 Olympics. And prior to that, he worked for Phoenix. And, and he was the director of prospect development. And he's currently the GM for the next Olympic team and the Spangler Cup team. Yeah. Or, yeah, GM. Yeah. That's all good picks. Uh, I would go with uh, Stefan Cantel. If you're staying with Montreal, he's already in management now. Uh, not NHL-type management, but he's in. Uh, and he's also been very, was very involved with the Players Association when he played. Uh, I like the Serge Savard thing, but only as a temporary thing. Um, I'm just going with age on that one, and uh, uh, but uh, and uh, I like Mark Hunter. But another guy that I would look into, and uh, like again, I'm also spitballing on this one too, would be. Uh, oh no, you already mentioned Bobby Smith. <laughs> anyway, um, it's, it's Bobby Smith. So I, I agree with a lot of the options. There's a lot of options out there, and I think Montreal needs a president. I think they need someone in there to kind of push Molson more back from the everyday operations and then keep Bergevin in check. Um, and before you comment, I don't give a shit what your views on Bergevin are. I'm just saying every team should have a have a president of hockey operations. Um, outside the... Yeah, uh, for someone for the GM to po- uh, pick at, kind of throw ideas at and see what they think. Exactly, and someone to come back to him and say, well, <laughs> you know, listen, Blaine, can you not do that? Keep your distance, please. So... Um, I'm wearing my. Hey, I'm COVID free. I've been in quarantine for two I'm months. I'm wearing my social distance two meter Montreal Canadian shirt. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 tough to say for president because now does the president need to speak French? Is that is that a thing for because he doesn't no. really he doesn't really talk to the press, yeah. right? He he, he I, I'd like to see somebody brought in that doesn't. I don't want to see like a fucking Brendan Shanahan. I don't want to see like, every time I turn on the TV. They're talking to Brendan Shanahan. They're talking to Brendan Shanahan. Yeah. They're talking to Brendan Shanahan. Don't need to hear it. Have someone there that's going to be helping the general manager and, and, and bridging that gap. That's it. They don't need to be in front of the camera all the time. So who gives a shit what language they speak? Nope. I agree. I totally agree. And, uh, I mean, oh, you know what other, another name could be? Chris Chelios. He's, I know he's working uh, in management with uh, Detroit and uh, he could come over and do something like that. Or Patrick Waugh. Dear God, no. Think about it. It would be the perfect spot for him because he would take over the entire fucking team. Yeah, he'd fire absolutely everyone, take every job himself, and you know, that would... Somebody, that, that, is somebody that I would highly consider at least looking at, maybe not as a team president, or but maybe somebody that could come in as a management position if he wasn't working for the NHL right now would be George Barrows. Well, he's not really working yeah. for the NHL. He's working for the safety thing, and they don't, yeah, really, they, they don't really do much of anything. So, at least not consistently. That's NHL like he's, like, he's an <laughs> extremely, extremely, extremely smart man. Yeah. He's a highly educated guy. He, uh, right, like he was, um, he was uh, part of the um, during the lockout. Like he was always right there. He was involved in all those talks. He'd probably make a good president. Actually, that's a that's a good call. I never thought of George Paris, the violent gentleman, as our uh, as our president. Yeah, that'd be a good one. His mustache alone would be worth freaking uh, the FaceTime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> could be. What about uh, Pierre McGuire? Hell no. Oh, that's right. He's going to be the general manager of uh, who was interviewing him? New Jersey. When the Nordics, when the Nordics come back. New Jersey or someone? No, yeah. I guess he was getting an interview. New Jersey. Yeah, it was New Jersey, wasn't it? He was getting. Yeah, it was. He's getting interviewed for a GM job. Believe it or not. I hope he gets that, that job. I really hope he gets that job. That would be hilarious. Oh yeah, because I think Nico Escher would look great in a Montreal uniform. <laughs> Bring PK back. PK is a dumping. Oh They'll trade their first and first round pick next year in PK Subban to dump his contract back to Montreal. Then everyone will be happy. It will reunite yep. the team, the fans. Everyone will love Bergevin because he brought. Imagine, imagine Brendan Kelly if that happened. Imagine he couldn't hate Mark Bergevin for something. Think about it. He would still hate him. 
for for spending too much on getting PK back. <laughs> no, because it's a salary dump, so Montreal would actually be getting the first round pick plus PK Subban. I know for Paul he, Byron. He'd complain about the cap hit. <laughs> he would complain about the cap hit. Which is a contract that Bergevin put together for PK. So yeah, that's yeah. your point. I see yeah, your exactly. point there. I see your point there. Yeah, <laughs> it's all his fault. <laughs> We should get him on the show. Let's get Brendan Kelly on our show. We'll have a debate. Just pick the week I'm not around. No, you got to be on it. It'd be like that uh, Skip and uh, Shannon Sharp show. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp there. Where they do oh, it. God, no. That'd be awesome. What do you think, Matt? Blaine versus Brendan. Yeah. you got the Twitter question. followers, man. Put that on Twitter. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That might be a pay- that might be more of a pay per view than anything, but I don't know. <laughs> pay per view. Yeah, it'd be a short one. <laughs> it'd be a short one. <laughs> you might get lost in his hair, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't believe we're bashing this guy. Actually, I can. Um, it's just, it would just be me walking away. That's all it is. It's just me rolling my eyes and walking away. That's there. You go. This team president segment went all the shit, people. I don't know how we got on to Brendan Kelly. It's my fault. <laughs> I'm the mo- I'm the moderator this week, and I'm letting it all go to shit. Oh. The only thing that's going to happen is yeah. people are, people are going to listen to this segment, and what they're going to bring, they're going to be like, Brendan Kelly is going to be the new president of the Montreal Canadiens. So we're going to be like, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Bergevin to be fired. This is the shit that happens when we let Trey take, uh, take charge. Hey, this is going to be the most entertaining show we've had in months. <laughs> It's no hockey value whatsoever, but entertaining. Entertaining. Well, the first segment was all hockey value. The second segment is just fucking trash. It's well, definitely a mashup, but you know, people. Hopefully, people are laughing. Yeah, that's all. Listen, in this time that we're having right now, and I'm being a little bit serious now. It's good. People need to laugh. People need to joke around. People need to laugh. People need to take a break from the shit of 2020. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're 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 not wrong. Reliving the '60s, man. Twenty twenty started off pretty good, and then it was just just shit from there. I don't know what twenty twenty you started off in, but I don't think it's been good from the start. It was so shitty, I fell asleep well, before midnight on New Year's. Well, what's the next disaster that's going to hit? I'm thinking volcano. Volcano. Oh, uh, tsunami. Nova Scotia's been getting hit. You know what? World War Z ruined Nova Scotia because ever since they said they were a haven for a pandemic, we've been hit by everything. Mass murders, a child going, uh, RCMP officer, the the Sea King, or the, not the Sea King, the Cyclone helicopter, everything. So now we're going to get hit by a tsunami. You wait and see. I called it on this show. Tsunami's hitting Nova Scotia. Tsunami from a volcano eruption. It could be. Possibly. Man, I don't even know. Where, I don't even know being involved. I don't even know where this show's going anymore. Um, <laughs> now we're talking about uh, down the toilet. Down the toilet. Brendan, Brendan Kelly is going to be the new mayor or the new mayor of Halifax. Oh God! Well, we had a Peter Kelly. <laughs> yeah, he did great. Yeah, he was there for like seventeen years or something. All right, let's get back to hockey. All right. <laughs> Back to hockey. I don't even know what to talk about on hockey anymore. So, who? All right. So we 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 we're getting back to this president thing. Uh, we got Danfoos. We got Cantel. We got Savard. We got Koivu. We got Chelios, Waugh, Brendan Kelly. All seriousness, uh, Blaine. If you had to pick a president right now, who would it be? Serge Savard, hands down. All right, Matt. I do Savard as well, but it'd be for a short period of time. Me, I'm going off the board. I'm going with Mark Hunter. If uh, language isn't going to be an issue with it, I think Mark Hunter would be the perfect thing. And then if Bergman's time to go, you have a guy that can step right in as GM. Hey, Mark and his brother know what it's like to play in a Quebec market. Uh, oh, definitely, yeah, because they play with the Nordiques. So, uh... And Montreal. One played Montreal, one played oh, Quebec. Right. Yes. They fought each other. They fought each other in the most famous line cl- bench clearing brawl ever. The yeah. Vaudre de Saint Massacre. Ah. Blaine throwing his French in there. Good job. I'll throw I'll throw one more Back out to... there. 
just to add it to the list, uh, is right now he's a he's a free agent. Uh, Ron Hextall. Ooh, yes, and he played in Quebec. I did mention him as a GM if they were to get rid of Bergevin. He can't speak French. Hey, make Bergevin the president and bring in a new GM. Hextall doesn't speak French. Yeah, but if Bergevin is the new president, he can speak to the, the media and the GM can just work. Yeah, that doesn't usually work that way, but that could happen, I guess. But here, okay, let's 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 get on to this subject. Let's get Blaine, you're you're Francophone. Matt and I, I'm Anglophone. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what Matt is. Uh, he's Air Forceophone. Um, <laughs> he's New Brunswick. And New Brunswick. That's what I mean. I don't know what he is because he's from New Brunswick. Uh, Acadiaphone. Um, this language thing. This language, let, let's let's get down to the brass tacks on this. And I'm going to ask you as a Francophone, uh, Blaine. It's not a fan thing. It's a political media thing. Am I, am I correct with that? You're right and you're wrong. Okay. So it, it is a political media thing, but it's fueled by the fact that the Quebec market is very heavily unilingual francophone. So the Canadians in Montreal, it's, it's bilingual. They can get by no problem. But once you start getting to the outskirts, into the smaller towns, there is a shitload of unilingual francophones. And they, it, it does make a difference because that's the market. It's one of those unique things about the market. It is, it is a thing. It's, uh, but it is also very political. So do you think so, now, and Matt, I'm not trying to leave you out of this. You can just jump in any time. Uh, if, say, Randy Cunningworth, when he got hired after Jacques Martin was let go, well, you can get hired as main interim coach. If he, instead of starting, the sea, starting what, he lost his first seven games or something like that, if he would have went 7-0. and oh, oh, they won a game, but I think they were only like, I think they only won like eight games or something under him. Um, if he started 7-0 and oh, and, say, they did well under him. Would he have stayed as head coach of the Montreal Canadiens? No. no regardless, if no, he would have won every uh, game for the rest of the season, took him to the Stanley Cup Finals, he wouldn't be come back as coach. Did they win the Did they win the Stanley Cup in sixteen straight games? No, but you, under, you understand what I'm, then, what I'm saying. No, he would be fired simply because he's injured. He would have been fired. Yeah. All right. See, I don't. I, I don't. The 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 last. The last Anglophone coach the Canadians had before him, like uh, unilingual Anglophone, was uh, Al uh, McNeil in won, 1971. And they won the cup. And he got fired. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I brought this so, up before. I just, I just find it. I mean, I guess I'm one of those fans, but I'm Anglophone, and I understand your point, and I get the the market. Uh, I get it's a big uh, outside of Montreal. I'm not. I don't want to say PR thing because I don't think it's the right word, but it's a big. Uh, uh, cultural thing, right? Because um, I know well, a lot of fans... When you're watching the coach and the GM talk, you know, when they're doing their press conferences and then they, they go into their English thing and the English side of it, you're paying attention. And as an Anglophone, of course, you're going to listen to what they have to say. You want to hear what they have to say firsthand. And then when they go to the switch to the French, you, you kind of glaze over as yeah. an Anglophone. Yeah. Uh, the Francophones do the opposite. So they everybody just wants to hear from the horse's mouth. They want to know what the coach is thinking from the coach. They want to know what the GM is thinking from the GM. And they want it in their words from them, not just the translator. So I, I agree that it should just be the best person for the job, but at the same time, I can understand why uh, someone who can't understand one of the other languages wanting that access. Matt, what's your thoughts? You've been quiet. Um, you know, I've always said I'd rather a team that, um, that can win on the ice. I don't really care what language you speak. That's, that's the way I've always been. You know, I know it's part of the heritage of the team. I know it's, uh, you know, the area that they're, that they play in, obviously. Um, you know, growing up in New Brunswick, um, the only time that I could see games, um, from where I grew up, just was out of Moncton. The only time that I could see a game is watching it on on RDS. I grew so up. I grew up so so I grew up watching the Canadians in French. I did French throughout high school, 
and um, I still speak it a bit today. But um, when it comes when it comes to a product on the ice, I said I don't care if the president's from fucking Slovakia. I don't care. Yeah, but we're talking GM head coach. Like, okay. I'm, I'm like yeah, president. So, well, but... it was, so for me, like it, it 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 still doesn't matter if the uh, if the GM speaks English. That's fine. If he's going to do a good job, like if they brought in if they brought in somebody that can put a team together that's well respected that can uh, wheel and deal with the other good GMs out there and make this team better. I don't care if he's full French. I don't care if he's full English. It sh- it shouldn't it shouldn't be that big of a it shouldn't be that big of a talking point um, to the media, and we shouldn't have like what we had when Randy Cunningworth was in, they actually had a protest outside the Bell Center. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Right? Just... Or, or or all these signs that are going up um, saying that the Canadians should always have this many French-speaking uh, players in their lineup and all that kind of stuff. You know, like, if you start, if you start taking the best French-speaking, uh, like, they can't go back to... Like I'll bring up Louis LeBlanc, right? One of the biggest gaps in recent memory at the draft. Just imagine, you know, if they hadn't have picked him. Well, uh, rumor has it Timmons wanted uh, Kreider. Well, there you go. Am, am I wrong on that, Blaine? Is that not correct? That was the rumors were that Timmons had Kreider really on his list, but uh, Ganey wanted LeBlanc because it was in Montreal. Yeah, that was that's uh, that was confirmed in uh, a few articles written both French and English uh, right. over the last couple of years that Kreider would have been his pick, but he overruled pick. him. Yeah, and he went one pick yeah. after LeBlanc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, LeBlanc wasn't a reach at that in that no, draft. No, he was supposed I mean, to be drafted around that that spot. So yeah, but Simmons wanted Kreider for a power forward type, whereas. Ganey wanted uh, a francophone center because they just missed out on uh, on uh, Le Cavalier, so he wanted to have that splash. And the draft was in Montreal. Correct. That's right. So that's and they why. were supposed to announce that trade for for Le Cavalier that day, and then when that got when that got uh, when it fell through, he went with this instead. So he was trying to trade up in that draft to get Le Cavalier. Or was he trying to no, trade? No, he was trying to trade. Lecavier was already Lecavier. was already drafted. That's correct. Yeah, he was trying to trade for Lecavier. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he so was yeah, willing so to, to use that first round pick to get him and blah blah blah. So to answer your original question, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a big deal. Like I, I would have two French, a French coach and a French GM, or an English coach and an English GM. It doesn't matter. You give me a good product on the ice, I'm still going to cheer for the team. Spoken like a true Anglophone. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm kidding, Matt. I'm kidding. Uh, We'll leave it at that. We, if anything, listen to the first half of the show. (laughs) And then just turn it off. And then, sure, you can turn. No, actually, this French debate thing was good. Blaine, you were very informative on that, I think, uh, because I think a lot of fans out there don't understand uh, the, the francophone side of it. They don't understand why. They want the best person available. Everybody wants the best person available. But in Montreal, uh, culture is a huge thing, and that's why. And I, I totally agree with you. Uh, my sister lives up in uh, up near Jonquier, which is northern Quebec, and it's it's mainly French, very little English. And you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm that type of person. If I'm watching an interview with Bergeron, especially on RDS, uh, if it's in English, I'm focused. If it's in French, I'm kind of focused because I understand it a little bit. But once I lose whatever they're talking about, I, I'm really not paying any more attention to it. And, and that, that does absolutely make sense on why they would want someone who can at least... Because like, Bob Gainey's that wasn't French, but he knew how to speak French. So uh, that's why yeah. they, they would need... So the GM doesn't have to be French. They just not have to know how to speak French. Same with the head coach. Uh, and that's why like someone like Gerard Gallant who knows a little bit of Acadian French, uh, would never really make it as head coach in Montreal just because of his lack of French. So, anyway, we'll end it with that. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Blaine. Well, before we head out, oh, though. Okay, sorry. Before we head out, 
I want to I want to let our listeners know that our sponsor, No Name Hockey, uh, is looking for hockey ambassadors. Now, if you qualify as one of their top hockey ambassadors, you'll be getting free uh, free merchandise such as custom made hockey sticks, which, by the way, I have a few of, and they are amazing. Not, I'm not saying that because they sponsor us, but because I actually have them and they work. Like I actually scored some goals with them, so they, they you know they're good. Amazing. It must be. Uh, there's goals? some merchandise as well. <laughs> no, no, there was a goalie in them. He was he was undersized, but he was there. Um, <laughs> uh, they they also have merchandise, hats, jerseys. Uh, they'll uh, they'll even do custom made equipment uh, on order. But for the ambassadors, they're going to give you a, a, a swag bag, and all you have to do is post some videos and uh, of you using the equipment or wearing their gear. So uh, go to their Instagram page, just No Name Hockey. Uh, put in your application for the ambassadorship. Uh, you won't be sorry. I've got a ton of their stuff here at home. It is great. So uh, check them out. That's No Name Hockey. No Name, No Name Hockey, Hockey. And they are good. I've seen your sticks and I've seen your, your equipment and stuff like that. I've been to your house. It's, it's pretty well made. It's pretty good. Um, also, Toxic Tuesdays kind of changing their format. We're going to a little bit more of a little series, I guess. I guess I don't know. It's going to be just kind of like this show, not this particular show, because this particular show is shit. But uh, it's going to a more seriously, and it may not always be on a Tuesday. So we're looking for a new name. Uh, it can be Habs related. Doesn't have to be related to me, because I know I I usually did it by myself. Because Blaine or Matt may step in sometimes. Uh, but it may not always been on Tuesday, so we're looking for kind of a new name for it. Uh, we've had some, a few suggestions already. If you can think of some more, uh, either DM us or when we put this out on uh, Twitter or Facebook, uh, when we put the show out tomorrow or Saturday, then uh, we can uh, comment there. All right. Anything else from you guys, Matt? Anything? No, it's just good to have all three of us back. I think it's um, it's been a long time coming, and I just want to say welcome home to Blaine. Yeah, welcome home, Blake. Thanks, Matt. I knew I can count on you to be caring. How isn't I caring? I actually let you on the show. Oh, <laughs> my heartbroken. You don't have a heart, Blaine. I know you. Um, I'm just kidding, Blaine. It's good to have you back. I'm glad you're back. Uh, it's glad. It's good to have all three of us together. Uh, even though the last two shows have been pretty solid, this one went to all the shit. I'm I'm not going to say who the common denominator was there. But uh, um, it's good to have you back. It's good to be joking around and chirping each other, and that's it. So that's this week's show. Um, I hope you listen and tune in, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for thanks for joining us, there, guys. Blank, good to have you back. And that concludes another episode of Habs Unfiltered. We would like to thank all our listeners, old and new, for joining us. We hope you were informed and entertained. And always remember, if you are talking about it, so are we. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? 
Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.